Hey everyone, this is Joe Anderson along with some of the crew from AB Outfitters and we couldn't be more excited to jump on the Shields podcast with Mike today and share a little bit more about who we are, what we do, and talk about the awesome partnership Shields and AB Outfitters has formed over the past year. You're listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast and we look forward to diving right in. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and today I'm joined by the group ABO Outfitters, who I'm excited to say we have partnered with here at Shields in terms of capturing content and sharing it with fellow outdoor enthusiasts. This is a super creative group, and you may have seen some of their work already on our social channels. We featured their work during turkey season, a little summer fishing action, and one I'm really excited to show here soon is a killer piece on whitetail hunting. Thank you for joining us today, ABO team. Let's get the ball rolling here with some introductions. Joe, can you get things started off? Yeah, thanks, Mike. We're uh Super excited to be on today and, and uh, join you. Uh, my name is Joe Anderson, um, part owner of AB Outfitters, and just a avid outdoorsman. Love to hunt, love to fish, and also love to shoot media. So, uh, yeah, just excited to be on. Nice. Matt, Mike. Hey, Matt Byer here. Uh, I've Likewise, I think we're all in the same boat. We're all hunting fishing addicts, so that's what brought us all together here and created the ABO team. Um, I'm a Minnesota native, grew up in southern Minnesota, transplanted up to northern Minnesota, and been hanging with these boys, hunting, fishing, and having a great time. I'm uh, also part owner in ABO and uh, excited to to uh, expand this partnership with you guys and, and see where this goes. Hey, guys, Mike Baker. Again, yeah, part, part owner, ABO. Uh, Grew up north central Minnesota, right around Brainerd. So, um, kind of a, a somewhat local. Moved back, lived in Fargo for seven or eight years or so, and um, yeah, hunted Dakotas as much as possible and get out west. But I echo the same. You know, we're just uh, at the end of the day, love to hunt, love to fish, love to you know anything, mountain bike, a lot of different things, but uh, everything that gets us outdoors. So we just want to share it with you guys. Perfect. Just a bunch of good old boys that love hunting and fishing and want to share their experiences on camera. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Nice. So, um, you know, can we kind of back it up a little bit and, uh, and just kind of let us know how, how ABO really came to be, how, how it started and how you got where you're at now? Yeah, I can, I can, uh, start. So ABO started as a promotional, uh, business where we were, uh, more on the pro staff side and just uh, helping our partners uh, by producing media and sharing media with them and for them um, for different vendors or whatever. Um, that's kind of where we started. And, and since then, uh, Matt, Mike, Andrew, and, and our entire team uh, kind of came on board and and it kind of evolved into what is now ABO Outfitters. 
and it turned into more of a shift from, hey, we're producing media, and we are, um, we're, pro we're producing media for these vendors and helping promote their products. Why don't we look at ways of how we could, or what are some ways of how we could help um, maybe sell those products or whatever that is for the true products that uh, we as avid outdoorsmen um, are all about and that we believe in and and that we would step behind and we would be behind to you know to really promote and also sell so that's kind of what the evolution of where outfitters came into uh, what was originally just ABO uh, since then um, Mike Baker is, has been a huge part of, of ABO Outfitters the past uh, year and a half or so and, and brought on the new aspect of ABO Outfitters, which is the actual outfitters and destinations um, that we are selling and, and whatnot through the through our channel. And uh, we brought on a bunch of great partners through um, just different destinations and, and what, whatnot to just, you know, give give our um, our audience and 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 our you know customers uh, the full experience from you know going on a trip um, to providing them with the products that they need and whatnot for that trip or whatever you know that experience may be so that's where we're kind of and that's where we're super excited about uh, the partnership with you guys and and looking at how we can grow that and expand that to um, utilize all the amazing resources that you have um, at Shields and, and whatnot. It's just a great, great, uh, great partnership we feel and, and whatnot. And then on top of that is it just continuing to, to build and, and showcase all this stuff through amazing, you know, and good media. And, and it's one thing that we're super passionate about and we love to do um, is, is show off those memories that we make um, and, and share those experiences with others. Um, if that's just a, if that's a fishing trip, a hunting trip, helping promote or tell tell the story of a specific product or whatever that may be, um, we just love love media and love it, love being able to. Uh, media lives on forever, and and if we can capture that and show that for you know forever, it's it's just what we love and, and what we're all about. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have anything to add, but or if I missed <laughs> no, it was spot there, on. So. It was spot on. It was cool how how this is all growing from something we did as a as it kind of started as more of like a hobby platform because you know Joe has got the production background and we loved hunting and fishing and then just taking it to the next step like Joe said and and uh, helping the vendors and partners and then growing it into the community of guys, our friends and families and and other people that have latched on, it's been so fun just to expand those stories and to include other people and, and just to share the whole, the whole platform with everybody. So it's, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. You guys kind of just have this perfect storm of concepts. Like you guys are super passionate about hunting and fishing or, you know, meeting partners that have content needs and want to really show how exciting hunting and fishing can be such a great, you know, thing to do with your family. And it's just, it's pretty cool to see the stuff that you guys are putting out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. So what, um, you know, you guys have, you guys have had an interesting kind of career path going from, 
you know, just wanting to shoot your stuff to, you know, shooting stuff for vendors to, you know, kind of show outfitter places. What, um, where do you see this going? What are you, what are your end goals with, with ABO outfitters? Well, goals, goals always are going to be changing on the fly, you know, as, as we meet goals and continue to go. The big thing right now, like that we've been doing for the past year um, in conjunction with Mike is bringing that platform into a, into fold with the outfitters, getting that, and then we can take, you know, the business side of it, we can keep pushing, but we want to keep also growing the platform and the community and the people that want to be a part of it because that's the most exciting part is you know sharing those memories like joe said so that's a big big goal of ours here is to just keep expanding getting the name out there letting others that want to join you know um to be part of it and to include other people within the the activities that take place to like again to piggyback on what joe said to give people the opportunity for some of these trips um if it's a once in a lifetime trip or like joe said if it's their next trip you know like Hey, like I've been hunting in a certain spot or I've been fishing or camping. I want to do, you know, do you guys have any input or I saw this on your website or I saw this on your video. So it's exciting to get that feedback from all the, from all the community members. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just second all of that with the, you know, the fact of trying to just continue to build really strong relationships with, with the solid, you know, brands and partners that in the outdoor space that we know and trust, you know, that's at the end of the day, you know, sure. You, as a business, you want to make you, you get caught up thinking about revenue and all the different sales, and sure. But at the end of the day, it's like that stuff really doesn't matter. You know, you you do it because you have the relationships, like you know, just bringing together with you, you and us. And at the end of the day, we're all the same type of people. We all have the same interests. We're all just good, down to earth, regular people, and that's what most of the hunting fishing industry is. And it's fun to share it for sure. So yep, I, I guess, yeah, just keep, keep those partnerships growing. Mm-hmm. As long as you really got a drive and a passion or willing to work hard for it, uh, you know, good things will come. Absolutely. And we're tell ourselves on the hunts too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can take that exact same just mentality. Walking. Just keep walking. Yeah. You know, you know, speaking of hunts, like we're, at Shields, we've been looking at, you know, like what you guys have coming, sort of content opportunities, ways that we can, you know, we can showcase your guys' work, you know, build excitement out there about, you know, getting out into the boat or into the stand. And and you guys have quite a schedule. Like I looked at, I looked at your hunting schedule and I was like, man, this looks so much more fun than me <laughs> sitting in an office. <laughs> it's like, where I got the short end of the stick on this one, man. So why don't you, why don't you guys walk us through like what your season has been so far and what you guys have planned for this fall? Well, I mean, just to start, like all those bullet points on the list that you've seen that we've shared with you guys, that's a cumulative hunt list from all the, you know, all of our, our top ABO front, front office and then pro staff guys too. So it's not like each one of us are doing every single one of those hunts. Some are together, some are separate, some are Okay, so that makes me feel just a minuscule <laughs> amount better, but yeah. still no. pretty jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, you know, we just uh, got started with fall. We were just talking before we started here, you know, the fall's in the air. Joe's talking about, we had the foggy mornings here in Brainerd, it's cool. Um, bugs are going away, leaves are falling, so it's exciting. Um, we've had a couple of trips already in the books. 
Jost shot a shot a stud uh, early season whitetail this year on our first trip that we made out to. Uh, yeah, South and you you South. say a stud, that's an understatement. That is a that is a <laughs> nice buck, and you know I'm the. I don't know exactly when that, you know, that any of that content is going to go out on, on like Shields Outdoors, but I am excited to hit that publish button and, and show the world what's going on there for sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool hunt. We, we just, you know, me personally, I just love, you know, deer hunting out west. It's just a different experience, you know, from, you know, if you come from the sticks, you know, or you're used to hunting in the woods, it's just, you know, being able to get out in glass and spot and stock is just, it's a completely different way, at least what I was used to, you know, growing up. And, and it's, I absolutely love it. Like there's, I, I personally, honestly, I don't deer hunt a ton around Minnesota anymore just because uh, my time is, um, I don't have a ton of time to, to get out in the woods and hunt, but when I do, it's it's usually out, out out west because it's just I would rather spend my time out there because it's just a it's an incredible experience just to to be able to hunt that way and yeah. and you know it, it's just yeah it's awesome and that hunt that hunt in particular um, Matt and I were we were hunt for a few days and and we we had glassed this buck up from like a mile away and it was with another uh really nice eight pointer actually and and they were bedded in just the perfect spot for an archery stock and 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 i made a game plan it was midday and and we knew he was probably gonna just hang out there for for until sunset or whatever because it was super hot out like we were talking about earlier and made the stock and and got the 40 yards and and we were sitting there waiting um for this deer to stand up and we could see its rack and we could see the eight pointer and we we're just trying to get dialed in and and the eight pointer actually um caught wind or knew something was up but the big one was uh was closer and he knew something was up but he was more so watching the eight pointers uh you know how the eight pointer was acting or whatnot and they stood up and and it was like okay we got to figure this out we got to make something happen quick here and and the big one steps behind a tree and imagine that right so there's no shot and it was sitting at 43 yards and and he still didn't know what was up but you know the luck just all came together and, and the eight-pointer actually took off running and the big one did too but it ran to like 53 yards what i guessed at the time and and um it, it ran and i just i just stopped him and it stopped on a dime very fortunate and lucky and I was right in the shooting lane and and uh <laughs> guess the, the yardage like what's the odds yeah yeah hey guess the yardage and and it was that spot on and and uh made the shot it was 53 yards and, and the deer ran the deer ran a little ways up a cut and, and uh, we heard it crash and, and that was that it was uh it was a pretty incredible experience. Matt's super dialed out there, and and he he does a ton of research, and he is just he's phenomenal at that. And I'm not the best at when it comes to that stuff, and I rely on him a lot. And we hunt a lot together, and and so I give a lot of the credit for shooting that deer to him. And it was yeah, it was just a, it was an awesome experience. It was a 
fun time to, and it was, a, it was just, we stayed a lot, you know, it was making memories and that was just a fun memory for sure. So, oh, I yeah. believe like that. Like you said before, good, good things happen to good people in the field, right? <laughs> one of those times that it actually came together just perfect. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah. definitely doesn't happen that way every time, but when it does, it's, it's something to cherish and then be able, being able to capture it on camera too, like that adds another layer of difficulty and, you know, like yeah, I, I try to I film a lot of my camera there. <laughs> I try to film a lot of my stuff in the field and it is, it's not easy. Like, no. you know, first no. bringing all that gear out there, especially out West when you're trekking miles, like having have all that extra yeah. added weight and yeah. So just hats off it to you for making a... that happen. No, Joe's, yeah, our, yeah. Joe's our lead production guy, obviously. Um, he's, he's, he's the digital media guy. So, like, when it's our turn to take the camera, there's been a few of us on trips with Joe. <laughs> we get the camera, and it's, like, out of focus or shaky. We're doing the best we can. It's, it's quite fun. But yeah. I, ha I happened to have the camera when he shot that one, and luckily enough, I had the focus, focus good and uh, <laughs> the deer in frame. So... <laughs> nice so does that mean uh joe owes you one now are you up to bat there that i get plenty of chances i had a chance at a at a big buck out there that weekend too so i'm gonna be heading back so okay very nice so yeah yeah, yeah. What, so what what's up next on the schedule so from that trip, well, we can go ahead uh, yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna say matt uh you know that was the high and then you get to a low we just got back from montana where we spent nine days we backpacked into an area and spent nine days in the uh in the mountains of montana you know chasing elk with the bow as well and we definitely got humbled there i mean we were in elk all week uh well for the first six days anyways but luck was uh not in our favor on that trip and we uh we had tons of close encounters but like i said just if we had three percent better luck we probably could have got it done but we had multiple opportunities where where elk were we were bugling back and forth with them and we would get them in the in the range but they were either behind trees or you know we just it just we couldn't make it happen and so it's you go from one extreme to the next and i guess that's just hunting in general right but you know there's highs there's lows and, and so yeah that was it was a fun experience that was where that's what we just got back from so yeah but it so. still is a amazing memory and all that we made and in the adventure of, of doing something like that if you have experienced it or if you haven't you know it's it's uh just getting out and experiencing the mountains of montana idaho wherever that is is uh it's just an awesome experience and being, uh, being able to just disconnect you know just disconnect and, and be in the mountains and and uh just you know we one night we were sitting there you know, it got dark out and we were, we uh, cooked some, you know, freeze-dried meals up and ate our food. And, and we, were, we were sitting there, three of us, just sitting up there looking at the stars, you know, and watching satellites go by. It's like, man, there's, you know, you can't do this in the city. You know, it was like, we didn't even need headlamps. It was so bright, you know, it's just, it's just a cool, it was a cool experience. So mm -hmm. just all part of the adventure, right? Yeah, there's really something to be said about being able to just toss the phone aside, disconnect for a little while, and just, yeah. you know, become one with nature. It's something that... It's needed. It, it's, yeah, exactly. It's it's needed. It's, like, therapeutic out there. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, you can't get away from it, you know? It, uh, all hours of every day, 
people can call and text and you know per personally whenever i've been on those trips there's always like the weird first day where it's like you're constantly kind of like thinking of oh well i have this going on or whatever and then all of a sudden it's like you almost have like a separation anxiety from like you're attached to your phone all the time mm -hmm. well then after that first day goes by it's just like the calm of i literally have nothing besides the couple of guys i'm with wake up decide what you're going to eat for the yeah. evening and that's about it hey what kind nice. of gut bomb we having today boys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. And we were kind of forced into it there because we were in a spot on the mountain that just didn't have reception. So um, uh, it was it was nice. You know, there wasn't the accidental text messages and then you, you check them and whatnot. If we wanted reception, we had to go hike up to the top of the mountain and quick text the wife, you know, and mm -hmm. let her know you're still alive and everything's yeah. good. Didn't get mauled yet. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good trip. Perfect. Yeah, I, I kind of had that that similar instance when I was out in the Badlands a couple of weeks ago. It was like, okay, I, g I got to like the last spot where I thought I'd have decent cell reception, text the wife like, all right, I made it here. And then, you know, the next day it was like, you know, I'll just put my phone on airplane mode and I've got all my my spots downloaded on Onyx so I can, you know, just literally use my phone for navigation and just just unplug from the rest of the world there, you know, like yeah, I'll, I'll shoot a couple of videos so I can post the stories yeah. when I can get, when I get service again, but that's it. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not responding to text calls. Like I, I got some hunting going on. We got to go shoot something here. Oh, love it. So, all yeah, right. You know, as far as hunts coming up, I mean, to continue on your point, we got, we got between, uh, the four of us, um, main avo team members we've got quite a few deer tags coming up so we've got some stuff up in uh across the border in canada um andrew murray will be um, going on with one of our pro team coordinators um mike wilson he lives up there so we might be doing some whitetail hunting up there we've got minnesota tags we've got more dakota tags um joe and i have montana tags Mike's heading out this weekend out to Montana as well, chasing elk with a buddy. So yep. there's plenty of tags yet and only a few more weekends before the snow flies. So we got, we've got plenty of uh, work to do. The leaves in the yard, they can just accumulate for now. No yeah. need to worry about those. Oh, those little guys, you don't have to worry about <laughs> Don't worry right about now. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll deal with them later. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be out to the breaks this weekend. Um, According to Go Hunt, I might have to take something up with them. They told me I had a pretty good chance of drawing the tag, and I didn't do it. So, uh, my friend that I put in with, he did draw the tag. So, um, we're gonna get out there and get after some elk. But it's been a tough year from the sound of it out there. Uh, pretty dry, you know. A lot of the little rivers and creek beds that are running down into the Missouri are dried up, and a lot of the elk are on private land. So, we'll see. We'll go give it the college try and. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, a lot of areas are experiencing that those drought circumstances. So what's your, uh, like, what's your thought process and strategy? How does that change with the dry conditions? Well, I mean, there's still a ton of public land that's right down along the main, uh, river, the Missouri. But, um, so, I mean, at this point he's been out there before I have never hunted the breaks. He has. Um, and so his tag's good for a couple different units. He was out there early season and had the had kind of just what I described, sod two elk the entire few days he was out. So I think at this point, you know, we'll just be willing to just 
hiking glass and hiking glass and hiking glass and from that point just get just get near water <laughs> if it's mm -hmm. been that dry just i suppose hits hit some water sources and see what we can find but you know yeah it, it'll be kind of interesting because then the following year more than likely should draw that tag so it's always nice to go into an area that you somewhat know instead of trying to figure it out on, off the hop so yeah yeah it's um, always nice to get a lay of the land and put some points down and uh yep. you know even if the weather isn't the same like maybe it's wet next year you'll still have a good idea of like a lot of the the places where they like to bed the transition zones like destination fields or destination yep. water holes things like that so yep, yep just yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because out there there's definitely there's there's guys that have hunted along those little uh creek beds in tree stands so i mean it's just a way different elk hunt mm -hmm. than yeah it's kind of yeah more of like the the western dakotas or something along that lines where it's just you can see if a lot more where most of the time you're not able to see you know glassing up elk that are miles away right. you know so yeah. anyways yeah, that's a, that's yeah. an interesting thought process, though. Just and it really attributes to thinking outside the box for success too. I mean, people usually don't think of sitting in a tree stand or a ladder stand for elk, but like if if they're headed to a certain spot and they're patternable, like yep. you know, that's that's one of the best ways to do it for whitetail. You know, might as well right. try it for an elk too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See him. Yeah. So random like i'll throw in a climber stand and have just one available in case we see the same couple things and just go get creative so mm -hmm. yeah what, I, what i've kind of gotten into lately is is the saddle hunting so i feel like that would be a good option out there because like you know if you're walking all these miles like you know you have some sticks and a saddle in your pack it doesn't take up a lot of space or weight you know you know something to consider for those yeah we know, haven't jumped those. on the trend yet we mm. haven't mm. You, you might have to give it a shot. You know, like there, there's always a special place in my heart for the portable stand, but, um, you know, the, the saddle is, it's good and they're comfortable too. So yeah, like you can, you can sit a long time in one of those suckers. <laughs> and all the tree stand companies, you know, they're, they're transitioning to offer that in their lineup too. So it's, it's a viable option for people. Absolutely. So, all right. I got a, I got a question for each of you. So if you could, if you can only hunt one species in a state, what, what would it be? I'll go first. It'll be deer. <laughs> I'm just deer. Just like, it's exactly what Joe said. Um, I grew up in Southern Minnesota. It's a little bit more clear than Northern Minnesota where, uh, where we're located now. Um, I didn't grow up doing a lot of ton of woods hunting or tree stand hunting, but for me and my personality, I'm more of a, physical, um, strategic. I just love like going out West and hunting the lay of the land and hunting the draws and understanding the winds and, and, uh, glassing, you know, glassing the deer up and making a move on it and being aggressive versus sitting in a tree stand and hope he walks that trail crossing that night, you know, before dark, you know, so that's just what I love. And I've really gotten addicted to it the past five, six, seven years. And, and, uh, it's going to be something that I'll probably do the rest of my life nice yeah i mean uh, i would say if you asked me that question a couple of years ago i would say uh i would say deer right now i would definitely i i would say elk i'm way too it's tough to say you know the spot and stock stock deer is certainly more my style to the same point i mean i just i 
I have a tough time sitting. I, I, I grind it out for, <laughs> I grind it out long enough, but you can't sit still, you know, a couple of years ago, I drew an Iowa tag and was able to, you know, sit all day in Iowa. Um, but got to have a lot of snacks and have a couple of PBJ sandwiches and mm-hmm. some, do some riddles, but no, I'd say elk hunting is it's um, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say that for now while I'm young and healthy enough to go do it on a regular basis. And yeah, it's just, you're always chasing, you're always climbing. It's certainly a physical thing. And yeah, that, I would say elk right now for sure. Yeah. And you know, like you get that bull coming up at 10 yards and bugling right in your face. Like there's, there's nothing that will match that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't do just it. to have, so, to have an animal that large be that vocal with you. You know, it's like hunting a giant turkey. Like lots of people have turkey hunted and like, it's so fun. Like I love turkeys just for the fact that you can get out in the spring and you can call at them and they call back and like, they can respond, they can come up, they can attack your decoys. But like with an elk, you get, you kind of have that same mentality, but the animals like 300 times larger than a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> They're big. Yeah. They're big. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. How about you, Joe? Uh, it's a tough question. I would, I was going to say, um, I've had a lot more success, um, hunting muleys and whitetails out in plains country. Um, but I would probably have to say elk out west if that's Montana or, um, I've hunted Montana and Idaho. I'd probably have to say I like Montana a little bit more. Um, I have not, I'm yet to shoot an elk. Um, it's been five years. Um, but I would have to say that's probably my favorite and that's probably just because of, um, how challenging it is. And, uh, I'm not saying that hunting whitetails or muleys isn't challenging, but just the overall experience that you have to go through, if that's, especially if you're packing up for, um, and, and staying in the mountains for a week, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, but just the overall experience and the challenge that uh, comes with, with elk hunting. And, and yeah, like you guys said, hearing a bugling elk at, at uh, close range screaming in your face is yeah. it's hard <laughs> to beat. So even though I haven't, I'm yet to be successful at, uh, at shooting an elk, I would have to say that's probably my favorite just because of the, the challenge and, and just the overall adventure and experience that it, that comes with it. So. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you know, it's not, it's not always about the harvest, you know, it's about the adventure. It's about the planning. It's about, you know, the experience when you're out there, it's the, that's the stuff that's truly memorable. You're darn right. 100%. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And everyone who's elk hunted, they remember the first time they heard their first bugle, whether it's at a hundred yards, 200 yards. I mean, it's like, just echoing through the trees, you know, it's pretty, yeah, it's a, you hear the word a lot, but it makes sense. It's like a majestic sound where it's just nothing you hear of in the woods in Minnesota. There's no doubt. It's just so unique. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a few herds in Minnesota now. So if you're in the right spot, you you can, you can hear a few, but yeah, I agree. That's it's not, it's not what your everyday hunter is going to be seeing on a daily basis. That's for sure. No. And I was actually just telling a guy, I, um, a couple years ago out in like central South Dakota where there shouldn't be, and usually is no elk. Um, it was like four in the morning. I was driving into where I was going to hunt and down this minimum maintenance road, 
been to a maintenance road. I pump over a little rise and down and all of a sudden back up in my headlights, there's a giant bull just standing there. I'm like, <laughs> am I, is this for real? Like, what is this thing doing? Yeah. It's, I mean, even, even from the black Hills, that's, you know, a couple hundred miles. So it's interesting, you know, traditionally a plains animal driven to the mountains, but uh, I guess he's just trying to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But certainly made me scratch my head. So. Yeah. You know, you, you just never know when you're going to see what, what you're going to see when you're willing to step off the grid a little bit. Yeah, that's right. What about you? One animal. One animal. Uh, you know, there's just, there's so many that I've never hunted, which which makes it really difficult. Like uh, out of all the animals that I've hunted so far, like doing it again, I'm, I'm saying mule deer out West. Cause I just love spotting and stalking and making your own luck and going after them. And they're just, they're, they're big animals, but they're, they're different from a whitetail in the fact that, you know, like you have an ability to sneak up a little bit closer and they're, they're just, you know, like they're kind of a more curious animal. So you, I feel like you can get away with a little bit more. And just hunting in that area is amazing. You know, like you can, you can really make it your own. You can walk 20 miles a day if you want to, or you can, you know, find yourself a really great draw and sit on it. And it's just like being able to read the terrain and come up with a game plan is just super fun for me. But, um, you know, if I'm going to say one uh, out of any animal, I, I really want to go shoot a moose in Alaska. Like that, that would be yeah, I'd be on cloud nine if I'm doing that trip. Yeah, um, Andrew, who's not with us here today, he's 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 been fortunate enough to shoot a couple elk up in up in Alaska with his with his brother and his buddy, his high school buddy. So um, the videos that he's brought back, it looks like a, a once in a lifetime trip for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely very cool. So, yeah, you guys just have you got a ton of content coming out. Like we're excited to show some of it on our Shields Outdoors platform. Um, you know, are you guys going to like make full hunt videos, things like that? And if so, where, where would those be housed? Yeah, our plan is, um, you know, through all of our adventures, uh, we try to just capture that and just showcase what we're doing and, and where that's at. And we, we hold, we have a YouTube channel, AB Outfitters, uh, YouTube channel where we've put out, you know, full episodes uh, we have a couple different, you know, things going on there. Um, our most of our full episodes we've done lately are called Own Your Moment Films, and it's kind of uh, goes with, you know, what AB Outfitters is and and our um, our tagline, which is Own Your Moment. And it kind of just goes off of what you know we talked about at the beginning of the conversation of um, just sharing those memories having, you know, those experiences, whatnot, you know, that one moment uh, you get. And it's kind of where we came up with that tagline. Uh, it was just owning that one moment, wherever that is, whatever that is, um, and whoever that's with, you know, just sh- sharing that experience and, and taking advantage of that one moment and opportunity that you have at hand. So that's where our tagline came from. And that's kind of what our full episode series has been called uh one year moment films and, and we uh we have some great ones in the hopper here that we are going to be releasing uh hopefully um sooner than later uh, we have a mule deer hunt um, from out west um, a rifle hunt um, 
we have uh, you know an elk hunt. We have obviously this. We'll put together that full whitetail from this year, um, and a couple other ones as well. So we have a lot of stuff uh, in the hopper that's going to be coming out here soon. So exciting stuff for sure. Very cool. All right. So yeah, for the people that want to follow along with you, we'll make sure to uh, you know link your social channels and your YouTube and website. Uh, you know, in the description of this podcast. So, and then hopefully, hopefully we'll have some great stuff, like some little snippets and teasers of that on, on the Shields Outdoors pages as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, uh, Joe, Matt, Mike, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, and best of luck out in the field capturing that content. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We, uh, we really look forward to the partnership with, uh, with Shields and like Mike and Joe said, you know, um, you guys are one in the same, we're all one in the same and good people know good people. And we really look forward to this partnership and continuing to grow, uh, side by side with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And we're looking forward to it as well. So, all right, best of luck out there guys. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks Mike. Appreciate it.